Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Um, it is coming up really quickly, the best conference of the year, Boise Reformation 2022, uh, O Church Arise. Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas, you can register for free at ReformationVoice.com. Of course, you can just show up, but the benefit of registering is that you get to be put in the drawing for prizes. So make sure you go to ReformationVoice.com today and register. Mark on your calendar October 21st and 22nd. And we all know that Boise State is not playing in town that day. So you have absolutely no excuse not to come. Right, Jonathan? Is that what you told me to tell him? I, did I tell you that? <laughs> did I, I get I that said, right? Put, put your DVR on. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we have been applying the gospel to uh, fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, grief, uh, insecurities, weakness. We started yesterday with shame. It's amazing how you can have guilt over things you didn't even say. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, we will get to false guilt on the next program. So if you would like to air your grievances at that point, you'll just need to wait. Um, so today we're going to... I thought what Josh did was shameful. <laughs> yeah. no. no idea what you're talking about. Um, so we get, began yesterday by talking about shame. Um, and there, there can be many reasons why we experience shame. And so we're not so much concerned with the causes at this point, uh, but the solution. Um, yesterday we, we ended by talking about the solution to our shame problem is, is certainly Jesus Christ. And specifically, we want to talk about how Jesus as our high priest is the solution to our shame problem. Now, we are squarely in the Reformed tradition, and we often talk about Jesus being our prophet, priest, and king. And In fact, I think that there's some really good catechism questions that deal with that. Um, but what's the difference between Jesus being prophet and Jesus being priest? And then we'll, we'll dive into him being our priest. The idea of Jesus as our prophet means that he is the one that is our teacher. Um, he instructs and governs over us. Um, as a priest, it's really twofold. Um, he, is, he is the one that cleanses us from our sins, but he's also the one that intercedes for us um, in the very throne room, throne room of heaven. Right. A, a priest is the one who stands in between, between us, and he's our advocate before the Father, Sometimes um, we use the word mediator. Yes. There is one, one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. That, that might seem like an uh, unimportant detail, but like as a prophet, he, he represents God. He's instructing us. He's yes. telling us the truths about God. But as our priest, he comes near us, mm -hmm. and then it's, it's him representing us towards God. So uh, what book of the Bible most exemplifies this idea of Jesus being our priest. It, it's really 
almost exclusively the book of Hebrews. Um, so without the book of Hebrews, we would we would struggle to know Jesus's role as our priest. We would know it from Old Testament imagery, but so thankfully the author of Hebrews takes us and helps us understand that imagery, that typology, um, the symbolism of the Old Testament in a New Testament context. Mm-hmm. All right, so should we just do a little walkthrough um, of the book of Hebrews? Can I just do one quick plug? Absolutely. If you are looking for a book that is just boots on the ground, very practical, dealing with some of these concepts in the book of Hebrews, it's Sinclair Ferguson's book, In Christ Alone. And he has just their little snippet chapters that um, are, I think, just compilations of maybe articles or talks that he's given, but a good portion of the chapters deal with the book of Hebrews. Um, we'll have that book available at the conference at a very low low cost, so you might want to pick up the book In Christ Alone by Sinclair Ferguson. But you can get it at the conference. Go to ReformationBoys.com. Did he steal that title from our conference a couple of year, few years ago? Yeah, he knew that Did we he? had had that song written, and then <laughs> he... Before we were able to host a conference, he did slip a book in. <laughs> All right, so um, let's let's then walk through uh, Hebrews, where where we learn about Jesus being our high priest and and how he takes away our sin and shame. So uh, in Hebrews two sixteen through eighteen, we read these words: For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to come. He had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And what you find in these verses is just this wonderful little insight that it's, it's really where the gospel accounts begin, that Jesus became like his people. He entered into the storyline of fallen humanity by taking on flesh and living among us, eventually going to Calvary's cross. Um, the book of Hebrews uses a, a theological term, propitiation. It just means to turn the, uh, the wrath aside or to uh, exhaust the wrath of God that's rightly against sin that Jesus propitiates that, absorbs that, exhausts that, um, because he took on the form of a human being and went to the cross in the place of fallen humanity, mm-hmm. bearing our shame, bearing our sin, bearing our guilt. Yeah, The incarnation, him becoming flesh, is what enabled him to become a priest for us. Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament is full of, of priests, uh, the Levitical priesthood, uh, Aaron, um, Moses, um, or Aaron and his sons. Um, but the problem is, is that those priests had to continually make an offering every year. Um, right. But when, and we're going to we're going to see this here in, in a couple minutes. But Christ, his offering is once for all. He is the the the, the high priest that all the priests pointed towards. All right, so let's hit the next section, Hebrews four fourteen through 16, uh, which says this, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. 
Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Maybe just say one thing about reading the scripture, even right now. Like if, if you're feeling shame, if you're feeling your weaknesses, your insecurity, your failures, sometimes just reading the Bible out loud and mm-hmm. believing the truths as you're reading them is, is uh, the balm of Gilead to your soul. Mm-hmm. You have in this text this wonderful tension that Jesus Christ is both truly God and truly man. And as this God-man, he is the one that at the same time can identify with us. He's entered into our storyline. He, he knows us because he's lived uh, as a human being. And at the same time, he's the Son of God. And as the Son of God, he gives us access into the very throne room of heaven that we might receive um, mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Yeah, um, and, and, and once again, uh, this is the wonder of the incarnation. Uh, we do not have a high priest who, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are. Um, he knows what it is to be human. And, and by the way, uh, the incarnation is forever. The incarnation did, uh, of Jesus did not end uh, when he ascended into heaven. He ascended bodily into heaven and is still our advocate, uh, eternally our advocate before the Father. I remember when I first stumbled upon that truth in the Shorter Catechism, when I was going through it with my kids, that there and there he remains uh, both God and man forever. And I I thought, I had never been taught that before, Mm -hmm. that I I knew that he was incarnate on earth, but that he remains incarnate for all eternity. That's amazing. So this is where sometimes confusion, this is not a, uh, a show on the ascension, but this is where some confusion happens is because people are like, well, with the ascension, Jesus began to reign. And people are like, well, hasn't he always been reigning from the beginning of time? And the answer is yes. The difference is now he's reigning as a God-man. Yeah. Yes. There's a man on the throne of heaven. The, the dust of earth sits on the throne of heaven. And that's what changed. That was what was amazing with the ascension that the angels wondered at, that now it's no longer just... Um, God as a spirit, it's God as a God-man that right. sits Who on the sympathizes throne. with our weakness That's right. and, and gives us mercy and grace. And the, the thing with shame, the, 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 you know, shame, isn't really, shame isn't the problem. The problem is what we do with the shame. Mm-hmm. And, and what we should be doing with the shame is going to the God of grace. Grace is telling us that God loves us, uh, and because he loves us, that love is not dependent upon what we've done. It is, uh, you know, it, it's love, unconditional love uh, that pours out this grace. And in it, we understand that nothing will separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus. That's mm-hmm. why we have this grace. So the, the deep shame that we feel uh, should drive us to this grace that covers for all of us. Yeah. Shame should make us run to Christ, not away from. And that's mm-hmm. where the, the book of Hebrews eventually gets in chapter 7, that um, he can save us to the uttermost. Why? Be- and, and then we can draw near to God through Christ because Christ ever lives to intercede. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He ever mm-hmm. lives to go before the Father on our behalf and plead our case before the Father, not based upon our own works, but on his own. 
that Mm -hmm. he did in our place. The active obedience of Christ where he gives us the very righteousness of Christ so that we can come into the presence of God as one that is perfect, not because we are, but we are in Christ. Yeah, I love how uh, verse 25 reads in chapter 7. It says, consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost uh, those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. I we, We kind of we have a co-op at our church, and and we'll ask the kids, okay, tell me the gospel. And then when they get to the resurrection, it's like, okay, then what happened? Well, he ascended in heaven. Well, what's he doing right now? He's sitting at the right hand of God. Okay, what's he doing as he's sitting at the right hand of God? And and generally, they're kind of getting it now. Oh, he's interceding for us. Yes, and this verse says that he always lives to intercede for us. He's always interceding for us. His very presence in heaven is a perpetual intercession for his people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to say anything. Just being in heaven is a perpetual intercession for his right. people. He is the lamb that was slain. Yep. All right. Um, I think we have time. Uh, well, I don't think we have time. We'll have to leave you on that cliffhanger. We have uh, to make this important announcement before we conclude today. And you've already heard it, but uh, I'm pretty sure you haven't registered yet. So you need to go to reformationboise.com. Register today because the conference is coming up. October 21st and 22nd, Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas. These really are uh, world-class speakers. I know that I use a lot of hyperbole on the show, but these are excellent men of God who um, have an important message for us on the church. O Church Arise is the theme this year. Uh, Of course, you can register for free at reformationboise.com. If you register, you will be entered into the drawing for prizes. Um, so you don't want to miss it. This is a multi-church event. Uh, this isn't one or two or three or four churches. There are multiple churches involved. There's going to be books with deep discounts. There's going to be lunch on the second day that you have to pay for. But come, ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time. 